Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan if you are new here and this week we're going to be recapping my bachelorette trip that I had last weekend, the last weekend of September. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That I did in 30A, Florida, which if you don't know what 30A is, because I know, I always just assume people know, but that's just because I kind of grew up in the South and then, or grew up 30 minutes away from it, really. So I've always known what it is. But then when I went to college, it's like where everybody that went to my school vacation with our families growing up so everybody there knew what it was and a lot of people in Houston vacation there so they know what it is so it truly I just I always have just kind of assumed most people knew at least what it was like maybe they hadn't been but they knew what it was but 30a is essentially the umbrella term for this stretch of beaches that is about 30 minutes west of Panama City Beach Florida which is in the northwest panhandle of florida and panama city beach is where i grew up but if you drive on highway 98 in panama city beach for like 30 minutes um west you will kind of run into where the 38 beaches stretch and running parallel to highway 98 is 30a which is a highway and along this highway over the years there have just been a lot of little beaches sort of built up. Seaside, I believe, was the original beach and the first one of the area. And then it's kind of expanded into a lot of different beaches. So there's Watercolor, Water Sound, Alice Beach, Rosemary Beach, Inlet Beach, Grayton Beach. I'm probably forgetting some, but there's a lot. And it sort of just stretches for a number of miles. And it's just this really otherworldly kind of area. Honestly, it doesn't really feel like you're in the United States when you go there because everything is so picture perfect and aesthetically pleasing. It just doesn't even seem like real life. A big part of that is thanks to the absolutely stunning beaches that are in Panama City Beach and on 30A. The beaches are just the absolute best. I'm obviously biased since I grew up in Panama City Beach, but I truly think for the prettiest water you can get in the country, which I haven't been everywhere, but out of all the beaches I've been to in the country, definitely think my home base has the best beaches. Um, White sand, really, really just beautiful crystal clear water most of the time. It's a beautiful bluish green and it's all sand bottoms. You don't have to worry about like rocks or sharp, sharp shells. And it isn't like the Pacific Ocean where you take like two steps in and then all of a sudden it's like over your head for the depth. You can wade out really far and it's just the best and I wasn't initially planning on doing my bachelorette trip in 30A. I really wanted to go to San Diego but I've never been to San Diego and we were originally going to go the I think last second the last weekend of October I want to say because I wanted to do it a little bit closer to my actual wedding which is on New Year's Eve and when I was looking at places in San Diego for that date the prices of Airbnbs and stuff were so great. 
So I was like, oh my gosh, this is way cheaper than I thought it would be to stay in San Diego. Well, I have a friend that lives in Seattle and she's been to San Diego a lot and she has close friends that live in San Diego year round. And she talked to them and kind of asked when the best time to come was just because, you know, we know that it's not necessarily hot there year round. So we kind of wanted to make sure we wouldn't be going when it would be like really rainy or really cold or something. So she told us that we would more than likely probably not really be able to enjoy the trip that much if we went in late October because it would be too cold to, you know, enjoy the beach. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to fly that far away and not be able to really enjoy the beach. And we could definitely enjoy it probably in like our sweatshirts and whatever, but that's not really what I want to do. You know, I want to be in a bikini and enjoying my time on the beach and swimming and stuff. So I was like, okay, well, that's good to know. And the only other weekend that worked for everybody in my bachelorette trip was like the last weekend of September slash first weekend of October because it kind of went into the first weekend of October. So when I changed the dates in San Diego to look at the last week of September, the prices were completely different for the Airbnbs and were way more expensive. And come to find out because it's apparently right on the cusp of the end of season for them, like with it being warmer. So that's kind of like the last weekend that I'm sure these Airbnbs can like make good money from people staying there. So, and the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, everybody's going to have to fly to this destination. Even my friend in Seattle, she's going to have to fly there. Like she's closest to it, but she's still going to have to fly. And I just got to think about it and I was like, that's just going to be like really a headache for everybody and pretty expensive. So then I decided what other places, you know, can we go? Kind of thought about Miami for a second, but I've never been to Miami and I know what the Miami vibe is. It's typically, you know, like clubbing and everything. And I know Miami is super expensive to like eat and drink in or at. And I wanted a very balanced bachelorette trip. I wanted to chill and like have a very just soulful and restorative time but I also wanted to have a really good time so it wasn't like I was wanting to go on a three-day bender the entire time drink all day drink all night I wanted like one solid night of going out and then the rest of the time to just be like wholesome and quality time that I get to spend with people that I don't get to see that often because my friendships I have out of my bridal party one of my bridesmaids and best friend I hate calling them bridesmaids because they're so much more than that they're my best friends but for the sake of this episode, bridesmaids. Um, One of my bridesmaids lives in Houston and I see her maybe like once a month. And then another one of my bridesmaids is my sister-in-law and she is in the Houston area, but we, you know, also really only see each other like once a month if we're lucky. So I don't really get to see any of my friends that often, I guess you could say. And the rest of my friends are all over the country. So with knowing that, you know, I don't get to see a lot of my friends a lot because so many of my friendships are long distance, which I'm so thankful that I have such good quality friendships that they have withstood the test of time and distance because I haven't even seen my college roommate who's one of my bridesmaids. I haven't seen her in three years and we honestly don't really talk that much. Like we have a Snapchat streak, but it's not like we're having full-on conversations over Snapchat. So, you know, I... And all of my friendships are different with all of my friends. Some of my friends I text almost every day. Some of my friends, we don't speak at all when we're apart. But then when we're together, it's like we don't miss a beat. And it's like we never really spent any time apart. And we're able to just reconnect, you know, right off the bat, which is just a beautiful thing. And I'm so thankful for the friendships I do have, even with them being so, so, you know, long distance for the most part. But I knew that that was kind of the vibe I wanted for my bachelorette trip because I don't get to see these people often. And when you're out and you're like partying, you don't really get to have that time to really just 
I don't know, have really good interactions with your friends. It's kind of just, you know, you're kind of vibing in the same space, but you're not necessarily able to connect because it's like really loud or your group gets split up or, you know, whatever. I, I wanted us to be able to, you know, have great conversations over dinner, drink a few cocktails. And I wanted everyone to kind of get to know each other too, because all of these people are from different parts of my life. And I don't have like one big friend group, you know, I never had a big friend group in college. It's always just been me having these one-off friendships. And I've talked about this before in the podcast. I was the same way in high school, really. I am a part of a friend group from high school, but most of my closest friendships are just one-off friendships and they're not necessarily part of a bigger group. So that I'll talk about that a little bit later, but because of that too, I wanted everyone to kind of enjoy each other's company and I didn't want anything to just feel uncomfortable and I think it was so great because we got to have so much genuine interaction with one another with the way the bachelorette trip went but all that being said that's kind of why I ended up choosing 30A and also because most of my friends even though like they are you know long distance and we're they're living all over the country pretty much most of the people actually drove in to Florida um well not most probably about half half of the people probably drove in the Florida and then the other half like flew and I really loved at the end of the day that so many people were able to drive because I know it saved them a lot of money and they had that option to choose to drive. You know what I mean? It's not like it was somewhere that was so far they couldn't even choose to drive, which is totally fine if you do that for your bachelorette trip. But me personally, I just, you know, I just, it's hard for me to not feel bad about doing that. And I shouldn't have to, shouldn't be worrying about that, but I'm going to naturally. So I liked that people didn't have to, you know, maybe take off as much work. Like I know a lot of my friends were able to work either like a half day on Thursday or were able to just make it work with their work schedule better because of being able to drive in and everything. So I just liked that a lot more people had the option since a lot of my friends are in the Southeast. So it was like close enough driving distance. So that was a big plus. And I honestly just in hindsight, I can't imagine if I would have chose or gone anywhere else because 30A was truly just the perfect place for what I was trying to achieve with the bachelorette trip with it being a well-balanced weekend and everything. And it just made so much sense in hindsight too. I'm like, this is a place that I have, you know, spent so much time going to growing up, but I've never gotten to experience as, I've never gotten to, to experience it as like a vacation, you know, like staying overnight in a place for with like friends or family like how everybody else experiences it it's been me going for day trips to go visit a restaurant over there grab a coffee over there and I mentioned this in my YouTube video for of my bachelorette trip that went up the day before this podcast if you want to see more of like a visual story of this podcast and definitely nowhere near as detailed as this podcast um I mentioned how I, it's really full circle because when I was in high school, we would go to La Crema, which is a tapas and fondue restaurant in Rosemary Beach. And we would split like amongst me and two other people, usually or one other person. We would go and we would just order waters and the chocolate fondue dessert because it's like a, you know, melted chocolate fondue. And then there's like apple slices and marshmallows and pound cake and bananas and strawberries on a plate and you get to eat it with the chocolate and it's just delicious and it always just made us feel like so bougie and everything but in reality it was like all that our work money could get us in 30a so I didn't even start eating at the restaurants in 30a until I got got in college and everything really like fully eating and indulging in them and I worked in 30a the year after my freshman year of college and I was a cocktail server at 
um, the Pearl, which is like a hotel in Rosemary Beach. And I made darn good money there. And it was just really cool to have had this experience as a tourist almost for the weekend because I haven't ever experienced it that way. I've experienced it as an employee and as just like a daytime visitor from Panama City Beach. And everybody always jokes that like Panama City Beach is just like trash compared to 30A and it's like, you know, that's not the place you want to go. But, you know, they're just hating on Panama City Beach because Panama City Beach has so many little local gems that nobody takes time to pay attention and go to because they're so consumed by 30A. But 30A is great, but Panama City Beach has its great spots too. But anyways, um, I digress. I, like I said, in hindsight, I can't imagine if we would have gone anywhere else. So it was really special to just have that different experience of 30A, but then also be able to share a place that I absolutely love so much and have grown up going to and have made so many special memories in with people that I love. And a lot of the people have been the 30A who were on the trip, but there were a lot of people who had never even, they didn't even really know what it was or they hadn't even been at all. So it was really cool to have that experience and share it with them just to share a place that I love so much and I have such great memories in and to create like such a new memory and experience there for myself as well. Because for some, I'm just so weird sometimes with sentimental stuff and memories. Like I just get way too serious about it because when I was thinking about my bachelorette trip, I, in my head, I was like, I need to go somewhere I've never been before so that the memory will be stronger of the trip. Because if I go somewhere I've never, ever been before, my only memory in that place, which it's ignorant to think that because that's me assuming that I will never go back to that place and create other memories. But I was like, I want to go somewhere that I haven't been before so that my first memory in that place is my bachelorette trip. And that's the only thing that exists in my head in that place. Whereas with 30A, I've been there too many times to count. And I was like, I'm not really, it's not going to be as special or as memorable, but that's just like me not even, it's counting out the chance before I've even given it a chance. You know, I didn't even try to have my bachelorette there or I didn't even assume that I'd have the best time ever. And it would be probably like the best weekend of my life thus far with everything. And I mean, honestly, the best weekends of my life thus far, there's been several, but honestly, the top two are getting engaged in my bachelorette trip. And it's all because of the people I got to spend my time with during those weekends. That is what made it special. It was not the aesthetically pleasing all white buildings and insane architecture of 30A or the incredible food we got to eat or the drinks we had or getting drunk or anything like that. It was all about who I got to spend my time with and having that time with my people in one place because you know that never happens the last time that I had not even all of my friends but a good bit of my friends in one place at once was my 21st birthday and that wasn't even like my maid of honor that I have now wasn't even there because we went to different colleges so this was just really special because I'm not going to sit here and say it was all the closest people in my life but you know most of the closest people in my life we were all together in one place for you know longer than a high and by and it was so incredible to have that experience because that's truly something that I will not ever take for granted is being able to be in the same place as so many of my favorite people at one time because it just doesn't happen that often so I am just really happy with the decision to go there and it ended up just being everything I could have imagined and more and better and the best time and it's absolutely all thanks to the girls that I got to spend my time with and I couldn't be more thankful for each and every one of them for taking the time to and spending the money to celebrate me for a whole weekend because um, I know bachelorette trips have just gotten crazier and crazier every year in terms of what's expected of people and the money you spend and everything and it's a beautiful thing because it just creates an opportunity to create you know more memories and spend more time together so I see the good side of it but you know there are not so great sides of it as well so 
seriously so thankful but sorry for that like super long intro I do have a quote goal on gratitude for this episode maybe I just shouldn't even get into it yeah I'm not even gonna get into it I'll just save it for next week because at this point we would just be completely derailing from the podcast and my gratitude was the weekend I had with all my girls which I just totally talked about so I think we're good there we don't need to dive into all of that but before we get into the rest of the episode I did kind of want to lay out a ground just a baseline of what the purpose of this episode is because I know as a listener of podcasts occasionally I actually literally never listen to podcasts but as a listener of podcasts sometimes I know that I would not really be intrigued to click on or listen to somebody's bachelorette episode recap or really any travel recap kind of episode just because it's like okay I wasn't there what is this what is this how is this adding value to my life but it doesn't necessarily have to add value you know it can just be a source of entertainment in a way which I'm sure this episode will be very entertaining for those of you who just like to keep up with me or who have followed me especially because in my journey of trying to just be more authentic online and not try and maintain this image of myself which I've talked about in YouTube videos recently so I just think it will be entertaining for you all to just hear a very I don't know candid version of myself and hear me recap things that happened on this trip that I probably wouldn't normally talk about and not because I'm like ashamed of it and not because I'm embarrassed or not because I'm trying to hide anything I think I've just subconsciously always tried to be professional on my platforms because it was just so ingrained in my head once I got in college, you know, oh, employers are looking at your social media and I like always would panic about my YouTube channel. So I never wanted to share anything really about, you know, excessive drinking or like stories that would happen when I would get drunk or anything of that sort or anything that was just like too detailed about my life. Cause I almost like kept a guard up cause I didn't really want people to know too much about me without not even knowing me in person. But it's it's just like this hard thing to balance with being a creator. It's definitely one of the harder things to be to deal with as being a creator, especially because of starting this platform when I was like 18 or 19 when I got on YouTube and now I'm, you know, 25 and completely see things differently. I'm a completely different person in ways, but, you know, I'm the same person in ways. And it's I think I've always just tried to maintain this image of professionalism in a way like very lightly like not when I say that I'm not sitting here saying like please take that with a grain of salt I'm not sitting here saying I have the most professional content in the world or anything I'm literally just saying that I always tried to at least think about once I got into college what would be you know like more professional to post or if I just like leave this part out then it doesn't really you know it's not going to affect my job or whatever. So TLDR, I think this will be entertaining at the very least if that's all you get out of it. But I'm also integrating just like four or five little things that in hindsight, looking back on my bachelorette trip, I think were such great moves or things that I think could have made the trip better. Just to add some value for you if you are going on a bachelorette trip soon as either a bridesmaid or as the bride herself then I think it'll be helpful for you just like some general tips because I think that a few of these things made the bachelorette trip so much more seamless and easy and less of a headache and it just truly I don't know I just I wanted to add some value into the episode and not just sitting me be sitting here talking about my bachelorette trip and all of y'all be like okay we weren't there so like why does it really matter what are we getting from this 
outside of just a little entertainment. So I wanted to add those little value pieces. And I think I'm going to start out with that and then I'll get into the whole recap of like what we did day by day and tell y'all what really happened. Because if you follow me on my personal Instagram, then I posted two little photo dumps from the trip and then I posted like a recap reel of the trip. The first photo dump was like a bunch of like aesthetically pleasing pictures that had most of the group pictures in it and everything like that. Second photo dump, the first picture was like a cutesy picture just because that's the one that would be like living on my actual grid of my feed. And then all the other pictures were just kind of silly, goofy bloopers, whatever, for the most part. And within that post, there are several pictures that everybody was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Or saying, I need a recap on the podcast of this ASAP, like need to know what happened. So I will be diving into those details after I share these tips and everything for your bachelorette trip. So the very first thing is to have everyone download and use the app Splitwise, which I had never heard of this before the bachelorette trip, but thankfully somebody else on the trip, I don't remember who it was, but somebody else had used it and was like, oh, we can just do that. So basically the whole thing with bachelorette trips, it's, you know, it's weird because some people, I, I fully am not the type of person that expects everyone to cover my portion for dinner and everything like that and for the Airbnb. Like I paid my portion for the Airbnb and I didn't pay my portion for like the sweatshirts and the cups and the tote bags and little towels that my group did. But they kind of all did that themselves separately, like in a totally different text message because it was all a surprise for me. So I'm very thankful that they, you know, covered my portion of those things, which I don't think it was that much once they split it amongst 10 people. Um, And for everything else, like dinner, drinks and everything, it depended on really who was paying how we split it up. So there were some people who were like, okay, like if I'm paying, I'm covering your portion. And then there were some people who, you know, I would just get a payment notification from to pay them on Splitwise. And I'm perfectly fine doing either because at the end of the day, I do not expect anybody to cover my portion of dinner or anything. But I did have like two or three of my friends were like, no, we're like covering you for your food and stuff. And I was like, that is so sweet. But you definitely do not have to do that. But every bachelorette trip is different. There are, I've, I've heard of people not covering the bride's portions of anything at all. I've heard of the bride's portion of literally everything being covered, whether she has coffee or drinks or food or the Airbnb, whatever it may be. It's truly just different. It's based on the people in the group and literally like that's up to you and your group to discuss. We didn't really discuss it. It was just kind of like an individual basis thing, but mainly it was mainly an individual basis thing based on who was paying because of the app Splitwise. So the way Splitwise works, which like I said, definitely have everybody download it and use it. It's so nice because you upload a receipt from the dinner you went to or whatever because typically the situation is is when you have like over a certain amount of people at restaurants they only will take one card or they'll like split it between two cards or something so there's always somebody different you know volunteering to put their card down for everybody and then everybody else will pay them back so split wise you upload the receipt and then you add the people to your group for that specific occasion and that specific occasion you can add many different receipts too so Everybody would get the receipt, they'd take a picture of it and upload it, and then it would split it amongst everyone, and you can, like, exclude people. So one of my fiancé's sisters, one of my future sister-in-laws, she doesn't drink really. Like, she may have, like, a drink at dinner or something, but she definitely doesn't really have more than that. And so she didn't really drink at a lot of the places we went to. So because of that, we were, you know, excluding her when we went to bars and we're getting drinks and shots and stuff because she was not taking any so it's nice because you can manipulate it in that way 
And it sort of, what's so good about it is that if it kind of adds up at the end of the trip on, you set like a time frame for it, I think. And then it, at the end of the trip, you will click like this little settle up button, which basically just settles you up with everyone. So if say I paid $50 for dinner and my maid of honor owes me like 10 from that, and then she paid $30 for something else and I owe her five from that, it would just net that for us. So instead of like her having to pay me some money and then me having to pay her some money and there being just like a bunch of different back and forths, it just sort of takes the net. So if I owe somebody 30 and they owe me 10, then I owe them 20 instead, if that makes sense. So it makes it a lot easier because you're not having to keep track of like all these different people you have to Venmo or, you know, all these different payments and everything. It's kind of like a one and done for each person, which is really nice. So definitely recommend using that app. And the next thing is to try and have your bachelorette trip be like a driving distance for the majority of the group. And this is just a tip. Like this is different. It's absolutely different for everybody. This is just my opinion. It is not a fact. I'm not sitting here and saying it's better to do a driving distance. I'm just saying I really liked how it worked out on our trip. You can either rent a car or use someone's car, which helps you save so much money on Uber. But I think we just had kind of had like a all stars aligned, really great situation because my since I lived 30 minutes from home, my mom let us use her car all weekend, which was so great. So we didn't have to rent a car. Granted, we did need two cars at some points when, you know, once all the group was there because not everybody was there the first night. So when we needed two cars, somebody else that drove was able to offer to take their car. And I told all my girls, I was like, I don't expect any of you to drive your car while you're here. Like, I'm I'm not expecting that of you. But if you want to, more than welcome to take us wherever we're going because we never went farther than probably eight minutes away on any given day. So it was really short drives and everything for the most part. So with that being said it made it so nice because we didn't have to get an Uber once. And when I said all stars aligned, it's like we didn't have to rent a car because I had my mom's. And then we also had a couple extra spare cars, three extra spare cars from people that drove in. And then we also had somebody in our group that didn't drink. So we didn't have to worry about, you know, everybody panicking and being like, okay, we need a DD for the night and somebody having to like take the L and be like, okay, I'm not going to drink tonight, I guess. So it was nice because we had somebody who was, already not going to be drinking to drive all of us. And there was only one night when we had to like cram in our car and, you know, sit in the trunk, which my mom has an SUV, which not safe, definitely not safe. Um, but thankfully the road we were on, it was like a straight shot and you don't go over 25 miles an hour. So that made it, I would never do that in any other situation. And I'm not sitting here saying we were immune to anything happening just because we were on a straight shot road going a really close distance and only going 25 miles an hour. I'm saying that like, I just wouldn't have done that if we were, you know, on an interstate or a highway or something, but because the speed limit was so low and we weren't going very far, I think we all were just kind of like, whatever, we'll just get in one car, but we easily could have Ubered too. Um, but I think that if you do a location that is driving distance for the majority of the group, I think we all know that Ubers can add up so quickly and they are so expensive. And not only that, Ubers in the 30A area are just few and far between. If you are staying out late, the demand will spike at like one time and there's probably only like seven Ubers in the area and like hundreds of people trying to go home. So it's just really chaotic. Like after one of my friend's weddings that got married in 30A, 
We waited at AJ's, which is a bar in 30A, for literally an hour for an Uber in the freezing cold because there just weren't any out there. And I'm sure it's better now. That was like two years ago at this point, I think. So it, or no, that was only a year ago, really. Or no, almost two years ago. So it may be better now, but I really just don't think there's that many Ubers. So it was just really convenient to have the cars. So I definitely think that if you are looking to save money, if that is definitely like a goal of the group, which if it's not, then kudos to you. Then just go have a ball and don't even worry about this and ignore this tip, which is so great. And I love that for you. But if it is like, you know, okay, maybe we don't want to spend as much on Ubers and maybe we want to make things easier on the group. And if you have somebody that doesn't drink and that makes things easier too, then it's perfect to be like a driving distance for the majority of the group so that you do have cars to use or you can rent a car if you're not wanting to force anybody to use their own car to drive. And renting a car and splitting the cost of that is probably the same as getting, you know, an Uber all weekend, maybe even cheaper, probably cheaper than getting multiple Ubers all weekend. I don't really know though. So (laughs) the next thing is to grocery shop before checking into your Airbnb if possible. And I just say this so that you don't have to do like the chaoticness of, going to the grocery store with like your entire group and then you know everybody especially when you go hungry oh my gosh and everybody's like getting their favorite things it was so nice because my mom and I just went together the morning of that we checked into the Airbnb and we went to Publix and Publix all their BOGO stuff that day it was like made for the bachelorette trip it was like two for one of the Simply Lemonades. So those were great for like little mixers, which we honestly didn't really drink many of those because we really didn't drink as much as I thought we would at home. And like Chex mixes and chips and stuff were buy one, get one free and just a lot of good deals. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, But it was nice because my mom and I could just go in and, you know, we were able to just like make decisions quickly instead of being like, should we get this or this? And then some people being like, well, I don't really like that. And just, you just kind of have to do it. You know what I mean? And not sit there and contemplate it for forever. So we just got like two pounds of sandwich meat. We got a bunch of like ciabatta rolls, which nobody ended up eating. We all just ended up eating out of the sandwich meat and cheese, like freaking rats. Like we were literally just all hovered over the counter like in our wet swimsuits just like eating the deli meat when we were hungry and we really only ate lunch at home like one or two days and my mom had gotten us a nice charcuterie board as like a welcome present thing for everybody and we were able to eat on that for like two days too but grocery shopping before checking into the airbnb is so great for a number of reasons but especially because it saves you so much time that you could be spending having fun so it's nice because you kind of avoid the accidental over shopping because there were some things that we definitely like purchased a little too much of. Like we had a lot of turkey meat left over somehow and we had a lot of like drink related stuff left over somehow. Like we had a liter of Sprite and like one and a half of the Simply Lemonade mixes um, and all of the ciabatta rolls. But all the snack things that came out of like a bag, like a Chex Mix and chips and like easy things to eat. And we had like a buffalo chicken dip, some salsa and some chips those things went really easily because they were just a lot easier to eat. I I find that if you have to actually cook anything or assemble anything, it's just a lot less likely to not get eaten because nobody's going to want to, you know, or feel like doing that. And for me personally, on my bachelorette trip, it was so funny. My fiance asked me, he was like, oh, are y'all doing like a cooking night? Because on his trip, which he's taking next weekend, they are doing like a grilling out night because they are going to a lake and they're going to be in like a lake house. And they are going to be grilling one night. And I was like, I am not cooking on my bachelorette trip. Like, I'm sorry. That is the last thing I want to do on my bachelorette trip is anything that I like have to do 
on a day-to-day basis, which is like cooking, cleaning, anything like that. I'm like, I don't want to be doing that, which obviously we had to do a little bit of cleaning, like cleaning up and everything, which is fine. But I was like, I don't want to be taking fun time away by having the cook or anything. So I was like, no, thank you. Um, So it was really nice to just have a lot of like easy grab and go type of snacks. So I highly recommend that like turkey meat, buffalo chicken dip, which you can buy like already made in a container, boar's head sells one and it's literally so good or anything like that. Maybe even something frozen like chicken nuggets or pizza rolls. Those require a little more effort, but it's not that bad. You know what I mean? So I think having things like that is a lot more beneficial than having anything that you have to like literally cook, chop, dice, assemble, whatever. So that's another tip. And it's just so nice because like I said, it saves you a lot of time. So you don't have to like go to the grocery store once you're already checked in when everybody's there and everything. And you can use that time to just be doing other things together. And the next thing is to find an Airbnb with a large sleeping room as opposed to many smaller sleeping situations or rooms. And once again, I'm not saying that this is like what you have to do and it's the best and only way to do things. I'm just saying I think that this worked out very nicely. So our Airbnb had two bedrooms that had king size beds in them. Um, my sister-in-law and then myself and my maid of honor were in, in one. And then my fiance's two of his sisters were in the other king size bed. And then one of my other friends that has met and spent a good amount of time with those sisters was in the room with them. So then the other room, it was like this big kind of bonus room. It was a converted garage, but they like it. You only know it's a converted garage because of the way you like step down into it. Nothing about it felt or looked like a garage otherwise. And everybody thought it was like an add-on. And I was like, no, I genuinely think it was just the garage was converted into this. Um, So it was really nice. It had two like built-in bunk beds, but they weren't, you know, anything dingy or anything. They were nice like wood beachy bunk beds. And it was queen size on the bottom, twin size on top. And it was so nice because everyone had their own bed in there. So they were on bunk beds, but it wasn't like people were having to sleep together and they didn't really know the other person. But even if somebody did have to sleep with somebody else, almost everybody there had met everybody before, except for maybe like one or two people, even if it was just like a little high and by. But that made it easier. And it was nice because with everyone having their own bed, I felt like they were, you know, probably able to sleep more comfortably and not have to worry about sharing about with someone they didn't really know. But the reason why I really liked this feature was because it, I feel like it's more awkward if you're just like with one other person and you don't know them super well in a room. I mean, it's totally fine. And I think it's great because it kind of like forces you to just like get to know somebody else and like make another friend, which is amazing. But it was so cool to have like four of my other girls in a room together. And they all, I don't know, I feel like the dynamic is just a little bit less and maybe I'm just like a little bit too socially anxious of a person because I'm sure some of the girls there like didn't even think twice about it you know what I mean but for me if I'm like with one other person that I've never really met versus like three other people that I maybe like haven't really met or maybe I've met once or twice I would rather be with three other people that I haven't really met or met once or twice where none of them are like super close or anything so it was like four girls that separately didn't, none of them really had super close friendships amongst each other or anything. So it wasn't like anybody could really get excluded accidentally. It was just cool because I felt like everybody could kind of come together. And honestly, all they did was really sleep and get ready in there. And that was it. So it wasn't even like we were, they were spending a ton of time in there. But as somebody who can get a little socially anxious, I would much rather prefer that kind of situation as opposed to 
being one-on-one with somebody I don't really know that well because it would just I'd be so like uncomfortable um I would absolutely suck it up for any of my friends and deal with it and make the absolute freaking most of it for any of my friends but if I'm going to say what makes me more comfortable it would be being in the room with you know several other people that don't really know each other either and us all kind of just getting to have a ball together so I think that that worked out so nicely and that's something that I didn't even think about when we booked the Airbnb. If anything, I was stressed about it being one room of people who didn't really know each other. And now in hindsight, I'm like, I think it was so great because the girls that didn't know each other got to know each other better. And two of them were my college roommates, but we weren't all really like the three of us, like super close our freshman year of college. We were all individually going through a ton of crap. So I feel like we had our own individual relationships. We never, the three of us really hung out together that often. So it was just nice to... um kind of have everybody meet everybody in a way so I don't know in hindsight I think it was great but who knows what everybody else thought I just think that it worked out for the group with not everybody knowing each other and the last thing tip wise make sure somebody has a speaker I knew this going into my trip I forgot to bring one I literally just have one that like liquid IV sent me in PR it's just like a little liquid IV branded dingy speaker it's really nothing special but it would work it would like serve the purpose of being a bluetooth speaker you know and I want a JBL, a Jibble, or however you say it, speaker so badly. And I think we have one on our registry, but it keeps going out of stock. Um, And I think that having a speaker is just so important and so vital for the vibes. Like when we were out by the pool, I wanted music playing just like in the background. Because I just, I love music and I wanted to like be able to associate like some music with the memories and everything or the memories with the music. And I found ways to make it work. I would literally just like stick my phone in a cup to like create a speaker and turn the volume up all the way. And that kind of worked. And I think that kind of worked. But then like getting ready, that was what was hard because everybody was in different spots getting ready because we only had two and a half bathrooms. So it's like two people would be in the big bathrooms, one person in the half bath, and then everybody else would be kind of like scattered throughout the house, like in the living room getting ready and the bonus room getting ready and the kitchen getting ready wherever they may be. And I just wish I would have been able to have like a speaker playing something. But it was actually kind of cool because I felt like we were all kind of talking to each other in a way. Like I could always hear conversations going when we were getting ready. And that was kind of nice because it told me that everybody was getting along, having a good time and everything. And not everybody was just like quietly getting ready with no music in the background. But the night that we were going out, I really did want like some, you know, hype like music and everything that I would used to listen to when I would get ready to go to football games or to go out in college and stuff just for the vibes and to like recreate that experience because honestly it just felt like I was in college again getting to stay with my closest friends in a home for a weekend with like just no responsibilities and just having a good time so I was trying to recreate that vibe but I normally you can like airplay your phone onto a tv and like play music that way but it was not working on the TV, the Wi-Fi was just like not the best at the house and I couldn't get it figured out. So I ended up just giving up on it. So make sure somebody has a speaker. Definitely a small tip, but um, definitely good for beaches, pools, getting ready, that kind of situation. And it just definitely helps the vibes. So now I'm going to get into what we did. And I think this will especially be helpful if you're wanting to go to 30A for a trip for yourself or if you're just wanting, if you plan on visiting one day or if you're going on a bachelorette trip there and you need some ideas. Where we went for the most part, which there's some places that we didn't include in this because it wouldn't have like easily been very easy for a big group or would have been hard to get a table because we had a big group or I don't know, just something like that. So we really just chose, honestly, some of my top places in 30A. Like I said, this isn't an exclusive list. There's definitely some places missing on here, but for the most part, 
my favorite places on 38 is everywhere we went. Because obviously, if I'm bringing people I love there, I'm going to take them to the places I love. I'm not going to take them to somewhere I don't really care for just because of an aesthetic or something. So these are places that I've gone to many times for the most part, with the exception of like one or two places, and I really enjoyed. So hopefully this helps get some insight. So the first night that we were there was Thursday night and we only had like six people there that night because a lot of people came in late Thursday night like they would take a flight after dinner um and or after dinner they would take a well I guess after dinner (laughs) a flight after work after dinner and then they got in later that evening so there were just six of us and that very first night we went to the Pearl to get drinks which like I said is where I worked after my freshman year of college and it's a really pretty just boutique hotel in rosemary beach and it has a rooftop which i think it's called the havana beach rooftop and grill or something like that and it they just have like good drinks and it's a great place to go to get drinks if you're waiting on a table for somewhere in the rosemary beach area um and i got i had my first painkiller there i had never had a painkiller before but i've been in my coconut era for like over a year now and i don't think i'm ever gonna get out of it so it's really not an era it's for life we are for lifers Coconut is so good. I hated it growing up, and now it's like if I can get coconut in any kind of drink, any kind of smoothie, any kind of smoothie bowl, anything, I I am getting it. So I've heard of painkillers, but I had no idea what was in them. I knew they were rum-based. That was it. So I like look at the menu, and I see a painkiller, and it's like coconut cream and pineapple and all this, and and like I don't even remember what else is in it. Coconut cream, pineapple, dark rum, and light rum, and maybe something else that I'm missing. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, this has my name written all over it. So I had a painkiller. It was amazing. Definitely a drink that I could only have like one of though because it's like a heavier drink because of the coconut cream. But it was so good, so refreshing. So we went there because we were waiting to for our table at La Crema to be ready, which I've done this so many times where we've like gone to La Crema. They're like, it's going to be a two-hour wait. And then you go to the Pearl and you have drinks and then you come back to La Crema when it's time because they just text you so it is nice that they're not like oh you have to stay here you can't go anywhere else if you're gonna have your name on the list because that's not how La Crema is thankfully so the Pearl was great for drinks I definitely recommend going there and the rooftop during the day they have like little well not during the day during the day and at night they have cabanas on one side that are great for like seating bigger groups and like more of a like casual like lounging kind of style and then there's like little fire pits as well Um, like nice fire pits and then one side is has like a view of the water and the beach which really only I guess matters during the daytime when you can see it so that's where we had our drinks and then we bopped on over to La Crema which is like basically just across the street and La Crema like I said earlier is tapas wine and fondue so we split a cheese fondue a few different little apps I think we had some brussels sprouts we had the cheese fondue and then we had something else and I can't remember and my favorite thing to eat there is the steak empanadas it's an empanada filled with like pulled steak or shredded steak cream cheese green apple and something else and it's literally amazing um this place is was definitely good we originally were going to go here the second night and I'm so glad we went the first night because the second night is a night that we went out and drank a lot and eating tapas isn't enough to like be in your belly when you're going out and drinking a lot and also splitting tapas is really hard when you have a big group because it is hard to you know figure out what everybody wants to eat because they're small plates so then it's like is everybody going to get their own plate or are people going to be splitting things because some people want to get their own plate or two and then some people want to split a bunch of different things so it was really good that we went with like six of us that night so 
I'm really glad we switched the nights for eating there because it just worked out much better with the smaller group. And then also we didn't like drink heavily that night. So it just worked out a lot better. And I had an espresso martini and it was amazing. I've actually never had their espresso martini and it was so good. So I'm glad I got to try that. And I got it with tequila, Blanco tequila, because um, we were talking about doing that at the table. One of my friends mentioned that she always gets some with tequila and I was like, I'm going to do that too. And then from there, we just went back to the Airbnb because other girls were arriving and so many incredible brands sent some like goodies because my awesome talent manager, she reached out to some brands she had connections with and just asked if anybody would want to, you know, send some PR for the girls for the bachelorette trip. So Grande Cosmetics sent a bunch of like lip plumpers and lash serums and like little phone ring lights and Poppy sent us some cases of Poppy, and those were a hit all weekend because we were using them as mixers too. And then First Day Beauty sent little kits of their like bestseller mini trios. And then um, I'm trying to think of who else. Tangle Teaser sent the detangler brushes, and everybody was loving that because everybody's hair was getting so tangled from like all the salt water and everything. And a few other brands. Olive and June sent little press on nails and nail polishes and top coats. And I want to say that was everybody. Supergoop sent some of their glow stick little sunscreens, which was great since we were at the beach. And I think that was everybody that sent stuff. And then I made these little bags for everyone that just had PR in them. And I was very intentional about like what I put in everybody's bag. Like if I knew somebody wouldn't wear like a bold lip color, I'm not going to give them a bold lip color. And if I know somebody doesn't really wear eyeshadow, I'm not going to give them an eyeshadow palette. Because I've been saving up PR, like excess PR that I've received. And it wasn't that brand sent for the trip. It was just that brands have sent in general to me. I've been saving up the excess of a lot of that for months. And I had like these two big boxes full of it. And I just kind of distributed it, distributed it amongst everybody based on, you know, their skin tones, what colors I think look best on their skin tones, and just like what products I think they'd use most. And that was like one of my favorite things ever was getting to kind of like sit down and do that. Um, and because it just like, I don't know, I got to like think about them. I was like, what do I think they would wear and like split things out? And everybody was so excited about it. So it just made me really happy to be able to do that for them because I'm never going to use all of the PR I get. You know what I mean? So it was really nice. But anyways, back to what we did. Saturday morning, we woke up and we walked to Fonville Press, which is a newer coffee shop in the Alice Beach area and where our Airbnb was at was right past Alice Beach so like literally not even a five minute drive from Alice Beach and about a 20 minute walk from Alice Beach so we walked to the Fonville Press in the morning did a little hot girl walk and the weather was so amazing this weekend we were there just a little pro tip if you ever want to go to 30A or northwest Florida as long as there's not a hurricane the best weekend to go by far is like last weekend of September, first weekend of October, because the water's cooled off a little bit. So it doesn't feel like bath water. It's like refreshing. The mornings feel so good because it's like got a little chill in the air. So it's really comfortable to like walk and run in. But then in the daytime, it's warm enough to lay on the beach without being like super cold or anything. One of my friends was cold on the beach, but I was like, I feel great. So it kind of depends on the person you are. But in my opinion, best time to go. And I think the water is the prettiest that time of year too because I've actually been going home every weekend this weekend the last couple of years because my dad does a charity race, charity paddleboard race every year. Um, and like he's the organizer of it and like puts it on and everything and he started it. So he does it the same weekend like every year. So I've been coming back the same weekend every year. So I've seen the beach consistently be super beautiful. So as long as there's not a hurricane, it's the best time to go. But we walked Fonville Press and they have great coffee and it's like a little market. So they have like 
definitely overpriced, definitely overpriced. I haven't bought anything from the market, but just snacks and wines and that kind of thing. And then they have a bar and I really want to go back and go to the bar because one of my friends said that they have frozen espresso martinis and I want to say like a baked brie or something that's really good. So I want to go back and try those like in the evening, but they closed at like seven or eight in the evening. So it was just like bad timing with the other plans we had. So we couldn't really make it back, but we just went for breakfast and they have like really good um, breakfast biscuits and just breakfast food in general, like very savory kind of foods, but they also have a lot of good pastries or they look good. I haven't had the pastries, but they always look really good in the case and their coffee's good. And they decorated it so cute for Halloween. It's like very on brand for the restaurant, but they decorated it really cute because the restaurant's like pink and forest green and white and very, very aesthetically pleasing and has like gold elements in it too. It has really cute bathrooms and everything, but all their Halloween decor somehow like matches that entire vibe. It's wild how they did that, but it was really cute. So that was where we went for breakfast and then we went home and got ready to go to the beach. We went to the beach for a couple hours, which Airbnb had private access to a beach which was really nice um so we could just walk and use this private access so we didn't have to like drive down to a public beach or anything because a lot of the beaches in 30a are private for the people who like own homes or people who are staying in rentals or whatever so that was really nice and then we went back to the pool and hung out at the pool for a bit because our airbnb had an amazing outdoor space and pool which just made everything so nice and like the weekend so nice and then we got ready for the evening to go to dinner and everything we went to pescado in Rosemary Beach, which I've been to before. And if you can get to the rooftop at sunset, which I don't think they take reservations if you're just drinking, if you're eating food at Pescado, you can make a reservation and probably make it for the rooftop and guarantee that you'll have like the really great view of the water and the Rosemary Beach area and then see the sunset and everything. But we were just going for drinks. So we couldn't make a reservation. So we walked up and we were hopeful that Honestly, TikTok has made 30A just be busy like year round. But then not only TikTok, also just because of COVID and like working from home, so many people will just go for like weekend trips and, you know, they'll like work remotely on Friday or Monday or something. So it stays pretty busy year round now, which used to not be the case. I feel like after Labor Day in the past, it was like, okay, you know, the tourism is pretty much done and it's just like locals coming over here for the most part besides like the holidays maybe. So when we got to Pescado, they were like, there's 13 parties ahead of you to go to the rooftop to drink. And I was like, oh my gosh. And since we had a big group, I was like, this is going to take a really long time. I don't want to sit here and everybody get bored sitting here. And we hadn't ate dinner yet. So we were all ready for dinner too. So we were like, we're just going to do one cocktail and go. But they have a downstairs area that's really great for bigger parties. Um, and I had never been in the downstairs area. So it was actually kind of cool to, I guess, experience a different part of the um, restaurant since I'd only ever been to the rooftop to drink before. So we had drinks there and then we went to Amici and Amici has a sister restaurant called Amigos and they're right across from each other. Amigos is Mexican food, Amici's Italian food, and they're owned by the same family and they're both really, really amazing. Amigos is like the only place in, probably as far as I could guess in Florida that you can get homemade tortillas and grow like now that I live in Texas I can get homemade tortillas from H-E-B really easily so like I know growing up in Florida how special it is to be able to have access to homemade tortillas and now that I'm in Texas I have really easy access to them so definitely appreciate that about Amigos and Amigos is really really good I love it but I don't know why I just wanted to I think I mainly wanted to go to Amici just because it's a little bit 
nicer. Honestly, they're both very like you can kind of come dressed with your cover up from your swimsuit or you can come really dressed up to either and it's like fine either way. That's kind of how the beach is anywhere though and anywhere you go on the beach. So we were like dressed up to go out and everything and we did a themed night. Um, The whole theme of the bachelorette trip too was all I see is love. So we did like a baby blue and pink, which I think my maid of honor in the group kind of picked that like the theme and then the colors and everything, which I love because like so much of it was a surprise for me. So like they set up everything and then like surprised me when I walked in, which you can see in the YouTube video um, if you want to actually see all of that. So I didn't really want to do a theme day, theme night, like for everything. Cause I'm like, if people don't have this stuff, they're gonna have to buy it like as an outfit. And then, you know, they may never wear it again, whatever. Um, so we just did, I wore white and everybody else wore blue. So that was like really easy. Cause it wasn't like these really niche and specific things where you have to go buy like a literal costume or something just for that one night. So that was how we did the Saturday night. And that was kind of like the main night of like going out and everything. So we went to Amici, which is Italian food. Like I mentioned, my favorite thing to get there is the Lily's chicken piccata. It's so unreal. They like make their pasta homemade too. And they, the portions they give at both of these restaurants are insane. They give you like double the amount of food you need. So yeah, I like to get the Lily's chicken piccata and then the sangarita drink. It's like sangria and a margarita combined with salt and sugar on the rim. It is so good, but it is so strong. I've never had two. And I honestly think this is like what really just sent me over along with taking shots and also having cocktails having two of those drinks was probably like just too much at dinner. Um, cause I was definitely really feeling myself when we left dinner. Um, cause I had two of those and I've never before gotten two when I've been there. Cause they're definitely stronger drinks. So we had dinner and then we went to Chiringo, which I have never been to. It's like a little bar and we didn't know if we were going to go to Chiringo or Red Bar. Red Bar is really phenomenal for dinner and for drinks. Um, I haven't been in a really long time. It actually burned down a couple years ago and they rebuilt it. And, we were, we didn't really know what we were going to do. We were going to just like check the vibes at Chiringo because none of us had ever been. So we were like, okay, let's go check out Chiringo. If the vibes are off, um, we'll just go to Red Bar because my, a few of us knew like, okay, Red Bar is reliable. We know we can go there and have a good time, whatever. So we go to Chiringo and hadn't been there before. It's definitely like a really small, like little beach bar, but it was packed and it was busy. And the thing is in 30A, like most of the bars close at like 10 or 11 and then there's like a few that are still open a few are cocktail bars that are open till midnight and then a few are like bars bars like college bar vibes um which that would be like aj's so we went to chiringo had espresso martini shots those were great um literally phenomenal and then we were going to take a second one um and we did it because they ran out so then we had a green tea shot and i also had like a drink while i was there it was like a i think it was a spicy paloma i want to say is what i drank i can't really remember Um, so I had more drinks there and then once they closed, we went to AJ's and it's so funny because my maid of honor and I, we were like, we're not going to AJ's on my bachelorette trip. Like it's not happening. It's not the vibe. Like we don't want to go like crazy, crazy, but we just, we're kind of joking about it because we've been to AJ's several times together and the last several times we had been like it just the night ended up going south so fast so we were like you know what we just don't want to go there because of our past few experiences there so we ended up going just because that was the vibe after we left Tringos. like we they were like oh it's closing time at like 10 30 and then we were like oh my gosh like we're all feeling ourselves and we're ready to go and have a good time so we went to aj's which was packed and it was so much fun um, every, a lot of people in the group did a shot there, but when they like, it was a kamikaze shot and I was like, absolutely not. If I take another shot, 
I will be unwell. Like I was, I was like definitely very drunk at this point, but I was not so far gone that I was not able to tell whether or not I could have another drink. You know what I mean? I never, ever, ever get that far. And I also just, I honestly never really get drunk drunk. I normally am somebody, if I'm drinking, I'll have one or two drinks and that's it. Maybe max three, but I've had, if I have three, it's usually spaced out over a minimum of three hours up to however many hours, you know what I mean? So I had like a high noon or I ordered two high noons while I was at AJ's, but my friend said that I pretty much spilled the whole second one I had because of it being so tightly packed, like on the dance floor and everything and just kind of like dancing around and it being, you know, falling out of my, falling out of the can and everything. And it was so much fun. Um, It kind of just felt like we were in college again, having a good time. And then on the way home, we got in the car and my um, future sister-in-law, Grayson, our sweet sober sister by choice, um, she just doesn't really like to drink that much. And she drove all of us home and it wasn't the whole group. There were two or three people that weren't there when we went to ages because a few people like went home earlier. One of Griffin's sisters was there, but she's still in school and she's like such a smart little girl and so disciplined. She had a lot of studying to do for midterms and she's in chemical engineering. So it's like no joke. Um, so she had to like do studying and like study and everything like that. But, um, and then one of my other friends just like wasn't feeling well. So we went to age or we went home and on the way home, it was like such a core memory moment because we were playing music. And it's so funny because all my friends were saying I was being so sassy once I got like pretty drunk. And I guess I kind of get that way when I'm drunk, but I think it's just kind of like my, people-pleasing tendencies tend to just kind of like wear off when I'm more intoxicated. So people take it as me being sassy because I'm like speaking up for myself or like saying something I want instead of just like rolling along with the punches and doing what everybody else wants to do. Because we were, I think we were playing on the way to AJ's, we were playing like rap, like hype music and everything. And I had like, I remember I had cued a few songs in the car when we were leaving AJ's and a few of them were Taylor Swift, but my friend julia she was like she played cruel summer and apparently i like got mad at her and not because she was not like actually mad but i was like i don't want to listen to this or something and she was like why and i was like i think i was upset because i wasn't actually upset when i say upset i'm being very dramatic but i think i was like oh my gosh no i had other taylor swift songs cued that i wanted to hear first and i think it was literally like out of the woods in style or something because i've just been listening to 1989 all a bunch getting ready for the 1989 re-release so I literally was just like, no, like I had other cute songs I wanted to play first, but it ended up being a vibe, but we like had the windows down, I think. I feel like we have the windows down. I don't know. And then we were just blaring it, going 25 miles an hour, (laughs) blaring Taylor Swift on the way home. And it was like such a core memory, like screaming that at the top of the lungs with everybody in the car and just going home and was feeling good. We went straight to the backyard and the vibe was jumping in the pool. We were like, you know what? We're jumping in the pool in our clothes, and not all of us did it. My sister-in-law did it, and then my maid of honor, and then one of my other good friends. Um, We were like, we're jumping in the pool. So we jump in the pool in our clothes. Um, We were, once we started singing Taylor Swift at that point, just no music playing, just singing it it ourselves, and having a good time, and then it comes time for me to like get out of the pool, and I go to get out of the pool. And this is where all the, the juicy details come in of what happened. Um, I felt like I was going to throw up or be sick, but I had just spun around like an idiot. I can't even do this when I'm sober without feeling like I'm going to throw up. I was like spinning around singing whatever Taylor Swift song we were singing in this little r- diamond ring floaty that the Airbnb owner like had sent to us from Amazon, which was so sweet. 
um, because she knew we were celebrating an engagement party. So we blew it up because we had a pump there and everything. And I was like spinning around in it and then immediately go to get out of the pool. And I get to the step and I'm like, no, 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 I'm spinning. So I'm like sitting there and they're like, oh, my friends are like, are you going to throw up? And I was like, I feel like it. So I'm still, I'm like soaking wet in my clothes and everything. And they hand me a grocery bag because we ran out of trash bags at the Airbnb. So I'm holding a grocery bag and I'm just sitting there for like 20 minutes. And then everybody's like, oh, do you have stage fright? And I'm like, yeah, probably. I just don't really think I can just, you know, throw up. And even if I wanted to pull trigger right now, I wouldn't be able to throw up in front of all of you guys. Like, no thanks. So then it was like, all right, let's go get in the pool. So at this point, a lot of people had like already started getting ready for bed and everything. And it was really just my sister-in-law and my maid of honor who I was sharing a room with. And we go back into the room and my sister-in-law's like helping me get out of like my dress and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to pull trigger before I go to bed. Um, because I knew if I went to sleep, I would wake up feeling terrible if I didn't do so. I'm definitely the type of person who's like, I'm going to force myself to throw up before I go to sleep so that I can feel better when I wake up instead of having to, you know, deal with, I'd rather deal with it now than deal with it later and force myself to deal with it now. Um, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to force myself to throw up. Let's go. So I do that. And then my sister-in-law is like, okay, I, you should probably shower. Like, you know, you, it'll make you feel better. So I'm like, all right, great. We'll shower. Had like a gorgeous bathroom, by the way. Absolutely loved it. So I've already thrown up once, but I don't feel any better, which is not a good sign. Because normally when you force yourself to throw up, you don't necessarily feel like a million bucks afterwards, but you feel a little bit better. Or at least in my experience, I usually feel a little bit better. Good enough to go to sleep. So I get in the shower, brush my teeth, and then I get out of the shower and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not done. So then start throwing up again. Fall asleep on the ground, butt naked next to the toilet for like two hours wake up, got to throw up again, threw up again. And then at this point started bawling my eyes out. Cause what do drunk girls do? We cry. Um, I literally started just like bawling my eyes out because I realized how terrible I felt and how like drunk I had gotten. And I did not want to get that drunk. And it was a mix of doing the shots and the cocktails and everything. And I had told one of my friends that I didn't really, I didn't want to get that way that weekend, but um, you know, when everybody's having a good time and one of the friends is like, let's buy you a shot or whatever, you just kind of end up rolling with it and it ends up happening. Um, and also I'm not used to drinking. Like in college, if I would have drank what I drank, I probably would have been fine that night. Not fine, but I wouldn't have been as bad as I was. So this time it was just, you know, and when you're older too, like being 25, like it, you just don't get over hangovers as easily and it just hits you and affects you so much more and so much harder. So I end up throwing up like a third time and I'm bawling my eyes out and my sister-in-law and maid of honor are laying in bed fast asleep. Well, they told me the next day that they like both heard me Um, and Jordan, my sister-in-law was like, oh, we need to check on her because when they heard me crying, they were like, oh, like something's up. So she comes in there and, you know, she's like trying to console me and everything and I'm like brushing my teeth again, which is so funny because the next morning my friend Logan, she goes, you know, I heard your toothbrush come on so many times last night. And I was like, oops, so sorry. Um, I had to brush my teeth every single time I threw up, even though I knew I was probably gonna be throwing up again. Like I just have to do it. So it was, it was just something else. But, um, my sister-in-law, when she came in to check on me when I was crying, I was crying because I realized I felt so bad. And she like thought I, something else was wrong. So she's like, is there anything you want to talk about? I was like, no, I just like feel bad. Can I not just like feel so terrible and be like 
ugh, not feeling good. Um, but she was like, we can talk about anything. And she was like, yeah, I didn't know if like the stress of the wedding planning had gotten to you. And I was like, no, I just genuinely felt that terrible. So then finally, after falling asleep on the floor, butt naked two different times after throwing up, I get to bed finally around like 345, um, go to sleep, have a raging migraine, the spins, all the above, wake up feeling the exact same as I did, if not worse from when I went to sleep. Woke up at like 8.32, probably up before anybody else in the house besides like one person maybe. And that's how I am when I drink. I just still wake up early. I don't know what it is. I can't sleep in. So that was not fun. I lay there for like 15, 20 minutes, try to go back to sleep. And then I realize it is hopeless and I will not be falling back asleep anytime soon because I still have the spins. I still feel drunk and I'm just unwell. And I know most people typically describe this as blackout drunk. I have never been blackout drunk in my life because... Which, I don't know, what does blackout necessarily mean? In my eyes, blackout drunk was like, you do not remember anything from the night before. Or maybe you do remember things, but there's a period of time where like, you don't remember anything. I remember, like, I just recapped the whole night for you guys. And I mean, yeah, I may be missing little details here and there. Like somebody may bring something up that may, you know, trigger a memory. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that happened. But nothing big. Like I, I'm there. I'm coherent. I'm not making a fool of myself or anything. I don't know. And it was funny because all my friends were like, you were such a classy drunk. Like you were just vibing and having a good time. Like you don't get sloppy or anything. And I was like, thanks guys. Thanks for the hype. I love it. Um, I don't know. I kind of just, anyways, I don't think I was blackout because I remember mostly everything. After my 21st birthday, I threw up like 13 times, but it was because like every sip of water I would try to take, I would throw it right back up. Like my stomach was just not having anything. And I definitely have more to drink for my 21st birthday, but I think with being older and everything, this hangover was 10 times worse because I woke up and once I like got out of bed, I was like, I might need to like get my stomach pumped or something because I genuinely felt like I couldn't like hold myself up without feeling like I was about to either throw up or fall over from just being so sick. So I finally get up and I like hang over the toilet for a few seconds thinking I'm going to throw up again. But then I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm like, I don't even have anything else to throw up because the last time I had thrown up the night before, which is when I started crying, I got like the shakes. I was shaking. My whole body was shaking. And I think it was just the, I, I didn't really have anything left in me, but I was sitting there, you know, like trying to get more out and nothing was, sorry if this is like TMI, but I didn't have anything else in me to give basically. And my body was like, no more, just shaking. And I also think that that happens just when you get like stressed when you're like throwing up and drunk and stuff so when I tried to again the next morning the same thing happened and I like got the shakes and everything but my head was spinning it hurt so bad water didn't even sound good like when I would take sips of water it genuinely didn't even feel good um but I was over the toilet or whatever my sister-in-law and my maid of honor were not up yet I don't know sorry I keep calling them sister-in-law maid of honor I need to just call them by their names but I've I did that once and now I felt like I needed to go with it the rest of the episode to stay consistent so that y'all aren't like, wait, is that who that is? Sorry. Um, anyways, then I walk out of the room and I'm like slowly, 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 because I felt like I was about to fall over and I couldn't even hold my body up. I walk to this box of townhouse pita crackers on the counter and I kind of grab the box and I turn to my left and that is the room where um, Griffin sisters. And then one of my good friends are like sleeping in and they were like up and awake at this point, but they were, they were just still sitting in bed. 
And they were like, oh, hey, Abby. And then, like, when I turned around and, like, looked at them, it was so funny because I just, like, watched their demeanor completely change. Like, they went from, like, how are you doing this morning? Like, how are you feeling? To, oh, my gosh, something's seriously wrong. So I go in there and I immediately lay, like, face down on the bed. And one of Griffin's sisters is, like, a new nurse. And she is, she was just, like, born to be a nurse. And she's just, like, scratching my back and you know make sure I have water and everything and then my other friend is like trying to just ask what I need and she's just like do you think this will help and finally like I I start crying and they're like it's okay it's okay and at this point I was crying for a number of reasons um one because at this point it had been about an hour since I had woken up and I knew other people were awake and we had plans to go get pliables that morning which is like acai bowls and get coffee and stuff And I was like, I bet everybody's like so hungry because everybody's hungover from last night and needs something to eat and like needs coffee. And I'm sitting here like holding us all up because I literally can't even stand up. And I was like stressing about that a little bit. But then I started thinking about the fact that our day was potentially going to be wasted. And I mentioned this in my YouTube video too, but this is another part of me being just like way too sentimental and emotional of a person. And it drives me insane sometimes. I truly feel like when I have any kind of experience that's like a once in a lifetime or something that's sort of just like a rare occasion or like a trip or something that you don't get to go on often or something that only happens like once like a bachelorette trip in my head if I am not making the most of every single moment and living it up to its fullest and like making the most of it taking advantage of every single second and not saying that there can't be any downtime because it's not that. Like I love like intentional downtime and everything where you're like chilling with everybody. But when I had the realization, oh my gosh, this is the last full day of the bachelorette trip and I can't even like set up straight. I'm not even going to be able to eat any of the food that like we're expecting to enjoy on this trip. I don't have the energy to like go to the pool that we have in our backyard or go to the beach, everybody's just going to be like sitting around and that's, you know, they, they spent money to come here. So I'm just like stressing. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be making the most of today. It just started, it started making me really emotional. And I just started crying. Like I, I truly, every time I thought about it, tears would just start flowing from my eyes. And I was just like, I can't believe that I'm going to be wasting, you know, a precious day um, of this special trip that only happens once. So I started freaking out about that. And I, you know, was trying to like communicate that in between heaving from crying with my friends and, you know, so thankful for my friends. This is why they are, the, you know, the friends they are to me and, like, why they mean so much to me because they help give me other perspectives that I can't see sometimes because I'm so just blindsided by the way I think. And they're reminding me, you know, like, no, like, you you can't be upset at how you feel today, like, when you think of how much fun you had last night and what a great time it was. And, like, did I take things too far? Like, maybe, yeah. But ultimately, you know, what ended up happening on Saturday ended up just being like a funny memory for everyone to look back on because then at that point, you know, I'm like, okay, you're right. You know, like when I put it in my YouTube video, when I was talking about this, it's, it's kind of the same vibe as that quote that says, don't smile or don't cry because it's over smile because it happened. So like mourning the loss of a moment that, you know, fled and that you no longer get to experience, but instead smiling on the memory that you got from that moment, that's kind of like the perspective that they were trying to refresh me with. So, so sweet of them to just, you know, help me in my mental state in that moment. But at this point, I'm laying face down in the bed, nibbling on a cracker, taking like 20 minutes to eat one cracker, um, really just feeling extremely sick still. Nothing sounds good. I'm like, we have these plans to go to pliables. I'm like, somebody can take the, my mom's car and like go get them. Like we can do a group order or something and everybody, some a few people can go get them and bring them back. 
and they're asking me, you know, what sounds good. And you know something is wrong with me when I don't think I can stomach a smoothie bowl. Because if there was one meal that I could eat and one meal only for every day the rest of my life, it would literally be a smoothie bowl. It's my favorite thing ever. I'm such a fruit girl. I love fruit so much and I always have been my that way my entire life. Like smoothie bowls are my everything. Nothing sounded good to me. I just really was like, honestly, I just don't think I can stomach any of it. So they, we ended up waiting a little bit before anybody went. But at this point, one of my friends, my friend from Seattle, Megan, she's like, what about like, what if we get you an IV? And I, in my head, I'm like, that's really just not necessary. In my head, I'm like, that's going to be really expensive. And I don't want to go anywhere. That was my biggest thing. I was like, I do not want to get in the car and go anywhere because I knew I was going to be sick if I did that. And I just, it would make me feel worse. And I also didn't want to take more time out of the day by having to commute to go somewhere because I knew it would probably be pretty far before we could find an IV place. Well, they call around and for some reason, a lot of the IV places around 30A are closed on the weekends, which makes no sense because I feel like that's when a lot of people need them. But it turns out from the IV lady that we had, Katie at 30A Hydrate or Hydrate 30A, I think is what it's called. She was telling us, which like she just like started this business herself. Most of her business is actually like just people who are sick and need the extra fluids and electrolytes and everything that get IVs um, to help them feel better, whether that's like terminal illnesses or elderly people or people who just like are sick with a cold or something. So she said, I do get, you know, a lot of like pre-planned IVs for bachelorette trips and stuff. I do get those, but they're not the majority of my business. So I thought that was very interesting. But we were just like, why are so many of these clothes on the weekend? So we finally ended up getting a hold of this girl. And she's like, look, I'm doing another bachelorette party. I'm about to be there. This was probably around 9 a.m. She's like, I don't think I can be there until, you know, noon. But yes, I can come to you. So then we were like, all right, perfect, sold. You can come here. So then we end up going outside because it's like a brisk 65 66 degrees in the morning feels absolutely amazing so they were like let's just get you some fresh air which actually honestly did feel amazing and I came to the realization that I couldn't sit up like I couldn't even sit up in bed because it just my head hurt so bad and was spinning so bad the only thing that felt good to me was if my head had something up against it like there was pressure so if I was laying on my stomach and just have my head up against you know like the couch outside or the bed inside that I was laying on so I'm like laying on this outdoor furniture, like little love seat thing, face down. And in my YouTube video, I input a picture that um, one of my friends got of me. I fell asleep with a cracker like inches away from my face holding the cracker, um, which was nice because I got a little nap in um, while we were waiting. But everybody was just sitting outside with me. Some of the girls went and got the coffee and smoothie bowls um, from Playa Bowls, which is definitely one of my favorite places. And that's actually a chain. So you may have one in your area depending on where you live, if you listen to this and their pumpkin cream, sweet cream, cold brew is amazing. Um, which I unfortunately didn't have one of those cause I knew I didn't need any caffeine this day. So anyways, um, we're outside. I fall asleep. I'm like trying to eat crackers and drink water. At this point, I'm not feeling as bad, but I still feel terrible enough to where I don't really feel like I can sit up and like still feel okay. And I, I just would feel more sick when I would sit up basically. So the IV girl gets there around one, no, not one, 12. And she gives me an IV and it's like, which my old college roommate, my sister-in-law, and then one of Griffin's sisters, they're all nurses. So they were all like, let's say what she said. And then after the fact, my sister-in-law was telling me like, oh yeah, she gave you like some good pain meds or whatever. So I got something that starts with a T like for the headache I had and then a bunch of electrolytes. And I'm somebody, I didn't think that IV drips were like a scam for hydration and for everything like that I'm like obviously they work but I was like do you really feel a difference you know what I mean um but obviously like 
if there's that many of those businesses across the nation and they've been in business for years, clearly they, they do something, you know what I mean? But I was very doubtful and I've never had, or at least not the, in my adult life, I've never had like an IV. I can't remember a time I've had an IV. So, and needles don't really freak me out. So I was just kind of like, I'll be okay, whatever. So she puts that in me and you know, I sit there for like 10 or 15 minutes afterwards and she's just talking to us about it and how she started her business. And she was so funny because she was like, you have such supportive friends. And it just made me laugh. And I was like, why do you say that? And she was like, well, all these other ones that I typically do for like bachelorette trips and stuff, it's like the bride or somebody is just like, you know, down bad and like they're getting their IV and like everybody else is kind of doing their own thing. But all of my girls were just like sitting in like a semicircle kind of just around me, like watching the whole process. She was like, they're so supportive. I was like, they are, aren't they? They're the best. Um, so it was just funny that she like noticed that and said something. And I was, it was honestly so nice to just have them there. And then after she left, um, which as she was about to leave, my freaking sister-in-law tried to pay for it. And I was like, you are not paying for this. And, um, I was like, you absolutely cannot do that. Like, this is the consequences of my own actions. Like, you're not paying for this. And she was like, no, 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 I got it. And then I, I looked at her and I was like, Jordan, like, I can use my HSA account, my um, health savings account that I have, like, through work. And I contribute, like, a good bit to it. So I honestly have, like, a good bit of money in there. And she, she it was just funny because as soon as I said that, she was like, oh, okay, you got it. So we were all laughing about that because she was, like, so willing to pay. And then the second I was like, no, it's my HSA, you know, like, pre-tax money. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, all, all yours. You, you pay for it. So that was actually really nice, though, that it was covered by that. Um, I didn't know that, but I looked it up as I was getting my IV. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I was dreading paying for it. I was like, I cannot believe, like, the consequences of my own actions are costing me this money. Whereas with my HSA money, that is money that I never see. Like it comes out of my paycheck, like pre-tax, and I, I just don't see that money. So I honestly forget I even have it half the time. Um, girl math, you know what I mean? If it's out of my HSA, I didn't spend it. So <laughs> thank you for the IV. And honestly, it just like worked so well. Everybody was so in shock, including myself, because about 30 minutes had passed. I drank a smoothie and ate a smoothie bowl like after about an hour. Um, I didn't drink the whole smoothie, I only drank a little bit of it and I was able to eat like turkey meat. My headache was completely gone. I definitely still felt a little like dazed because I didn't have any coffee. So I kind of had that like no coffee brain fog, I guess you could say. But I was like, let's go to the beach. And everybody was like, whoa, what? Like, like an hour later. So it didn't even take that long to kick in. And you don't, I was wondering if I would like feel the IV going through like my veins and stuff, but I didn't. Um, you don't really feel it. And it's just really took like 20 minutes, honestly. And that's it. And I, I literally felt a 180 difference within 20 minutes. I, I was like my lowest of lows that I've ever been to being like honestly pretty normal and having an appetite again, being able to eat and keep things down. Um, it was just crazy. I didn't drink that day at all. Like we ended up doing a beach bonfire that night. This episode's gotten so long. I'm so sorry. But we did a beach bonfire, which was really special because that is something that I've never done before. Um, you can't have a fire on the beach like legally anywhere like in Panama City Beach or 30A. Or if you do, you have to have a permit to do so. So there's been businesses popping up that like they get the part you pay for the permit and like for the service of having the beach bonfire and they get the permit for you and everything. So we did that and it was just so special because I just thought it was a great way to close out the trip. I've seen a lot of people do it as like a first night thing, which I think is good for like the arrival night for everyone to kind of like get to know each other and everything. Um, But I loved it as being like the closeout of the trip for some reason. Like it just, it fit so perfectly. And we all went to Publix and got pub subs. We were going to pick up pizza, but then we were like, honestly, everybody can just get what they want from Publix and it's cheaper. 
and there was a Publix really, really close by. So we just grabbed pub subs, went straight to the beach that the bonfire was at, and we got the package that included s'mores and s'mores roasting stuff. And it was a three hour long bonfire. We got there like right before sunset, ate our sandwiches, took a ton of pictures, had the most gorgeous sunset, one of the most gorgeous sunsets I've ever seen. And I was just so thankful for that and so thankful that the weather was nice and everything too. Got so many great pictures and they provide you with like a speaker at the bonfire too. So it was like playing some music, it was playing a good mix of like country and Laney and just Taylor Swift, like a lot of different stuff. And it was just so much fun and like just a very wholesome way to round out the trip. And we all just got to see such an incredible sunset and it wasn't like the temperature was literally perfect. It was cool enough once the sun kind of like got down to have a little sweatshirt on if you wanted. Obviously we were by a fire. So like it, I didn't really ever feel like super hot at any point. I didn't feel really cold at any point. It was just perfect. And s'mores is like one of my favorite desserts ever, if not my favorite. So I loved being able to have those. And I just thought it was like the most wholesome way to end off the trip. And it was so nice because it was something that I had never done before in a place that I've been a million times. So it was like a core memory that I created because it was something I hadn't done before. And it was like a first, I guess, with all of my girls. Um, which once again, is just me being overly sentimental, but it was the best way to end off the trip and it was just amazing. And that is kind of everything that happened on the trip, but yeah, it's absolutely crazy. The 180 I have from the IV, like it works. And now we're kind of like, dang, should we use some of my HSA money to like, which I could probably only get one for me, um, through my HSA, but I'm like, should I like go ahead and set one up for the day after our wedding or like the day before to like prepare ahead of time for how I'll feel or whatever. So I don't know, really worked, but truly just had the best weekend ever. And sorry if this episode was really rambly, but I really just wanted to give you all all the details I could and also, you know, share some valuable tips where I could, but I truly did have the best time and I just will cherish those memories forever. And it's like a weekend that I wish I could relive over and over again. I wish I could have bachelorette weekends like all the time because it's just like so special getting to be with like my friends and everything. And when I got home, like back to Houston, Griffin came outside and met me at my car and like when I saw him I instantly started crying because I one hadn't really talked to him honestly in the last week because while I was on the bachelorette trip like we we didn't speak on the phone at all while I was gone because I was gone from like Tuesday to Sunday and um the bachelorette trip started on Thursday and normally we like talk on the phone if I like go back home or I travel somewhere like without him just to like catch up or whatever instead of texting or something so we didn't talk on the phone at all. And then while I was on the bachelorette trip, he was like, you know, I'm going to give you your space. I'll, you know, just like text you updates, like what I'm doing or whatever, just so, you know, you're in the loop. And he would like send me selfies, like he would go on a run with his friend and be like, on a run, just did this many miles or whatever. And I would usually just like love them when I saw them. And it was just so nice because honestly, really unplugged the whole weekend. I didn't really get on social media at all, um, which was amazing to be so present. And I'm like, I need to do this more often. But it's so hard in my routine life to just like remove that from my routine, you know, and it just made it really special. And then it when I saw him, I, I was just overwhelmed with emotion because I was like, oh, my gosh, I just realized like I missed you so much because I haven't even really spoke to you much in the last week at all. And then I, it also just hit me because once once I like pulled into like where I park at home, it was it, it just kind of hit me. I was back to reality and I just like started sobbing and I was just like, you know, I I hate that so many of my friends live so far from me and I only get to see them once a year if I'm lucky. And I was just like, it was just such a special time. It just makes me sad that I don't get to experience, you know, being close to them and living in the same city as them as often as, you know, I'd like to. And 
Griffin was so sweet. He was like, you know, I'm really happy to have you home, but I, you know, I wish you could have more time with your friends too. And I was just like, yeah, it just really sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> I was emotional and it's, it was definitely a come down coming back to reality and everything. But once again, don't cry because it's, because it's over smile because it happened. It's definitely like the theme of that. So thank you all so much for listening to this because I know it wasn't necessarily a value-added situation for y'all. I wanted to share it though because so many of y'all were liking the comment about talking about it on the podcast on my personal Instagram. And I just thought it would be fun to recap it and share a couple tips for those of you who are also in your fiance era or if you have friends that are getting engaged and are going on a bachelorette trip just for some ideas or something. So hopefully you got a little something from it or some entertainment if you got nothing else. But thank you all so much for listening to me ramble for like an hour and a half. And I will talk to you all next Monday.